Good morning. Morning prayer begins on page three of the Book of Common Prayer. O send out my tree unto the valley to the dwelling. In our mouth, glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 95 is found on page 459. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works, forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways, unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Psalm 16 can be found on page 357 of the Book of Common Prayer. Preserve me, for in thee have I put my trust. O my soul, thou hast said unto the Lord, Thou art my God, I have no good like unto thee. All my delight is upon the saints that are in the earth, and upon such as excel in virtue. But they that run after another god shall have great trouble. Their drink offerings of blood will I not offer, neither make mention of their names within my lips. The Lord himself is the portion of mine inheritance, and of my cup thou shalt maintain my lot. The lot is fallen unto me in a fair ground, yea, I have a goodly heritage. I will thank the Lord for giving me warning. My reins also chasten me in the night season. I have set the Lord always before me, for he is on my right hand, therefore I shall not fall. Wherefore my heart is glad, and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope. For why? Thou shalt not leave my soul in hell. Neither shalt thou suffer thy Holy One to see corruption. 
Thou shalt show me the path of life, and thy presence is the fullness of joy, and at thy right hand there is pleasure for evermore. Glory be to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Glory to the Father and Son. Here begins the 14th chapter of the book of Genesis. And it came to pass in the days of Amraphel, the king of Shinar, Arioch, king of Elisar, Chedorlamer, king of Elam, and Tidal, king of the nations, that they made war with Bera, king of Sodom, Bersha, king of Gomorrah, and Shinab, king of Adma, Dimmer, king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is Zoar. All these joined together in the valley of Sidim, that is the Salt Sea. Twelve years they served Chedorlamer, and in the thirteenth year they rebelled. In the fourteenth year, Chedorlamer and the kings that were with him came and attacked Rephaim in Ashtaroth Parnaim, and Zuzim in Ham, and Emim in Shava Girathim, and Horites in their mountain of Seir, as far as El Paran, which is by the wilderness. And they turned back and came to In Mishpat, that is Kadesh, and attacked all the country of the Amalekites, and also the Amorites who dwelt in Hazin Tamor. And the king of Sodom, the king of Gomorrah, the king of Adma, the king of Zeboim, and the king of Bela, that is Zoar, went out and joined together in battle in the valley of Sidim, against Chitterlamer, king of Elam, Tidal, king of nations, Emerfel, king of Shinar, and Arioch, king of Elisar, four kings against five. Now the valley of Sidim was full of asphalt pits, and the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled. Some fell there, and the remainder fled to the mountains. Then they took all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their provisions and went their way. They also took Lot, Abram's brother's son, who dwelt in Sodom, and his goods, and departed. Then one who had escaped came and told Abram, the Hebrew, for he dwelt by the terebinth trees of Mamre, and Amorite, the Amorite, brother of Eschol, and brother of Aner, and they were allies with Abram. Now when Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, he armed 318 trained servants who were born in his own house, and went in pursuit as far as Dan. He divided his forces against them by night, and he and his servants attacked them and pursued them as far as Hobah, which is north of Damascus. So he brought back all the goods, and also brought back his brother Lot, and his goods, as well as the women and the people. And the king of Sodom went out to meet him at the valley of Sheba, that is the king's valley, after his return from the defeat of Chedorlaomer and the kings who were with him. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God Most High, and he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of God Most High, possessor of heaven and earth, and blessed be God Most High, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him a tithe of all. Now the king of Sodom said to Abram, Give me the persons and take the good goods for yourself. But Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have raised my hand to the Lord, God most high, the possessor of heaven and earth, that I will take nothing from a thread to a sandal strap, and that I will take not take anything that is yours, lest you should say, I have made Abram rich, except only that the young men have eaten, and the portion of the men who went with me. 
Aner, Eshkol, and Mamre. Let them take their portion. Here ends the first lesson. The Benedictus says, Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou on the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here begins the 30th verse of the ninth chapter of the Gospel according to St. Mark. Then they departed from there and passed through Galilee, and he did not want anyone to know it. For he taught his disciples and said to them, The Son of Man is being betrayed into the hands of men, and they will kill him. And after he is killed, he will rise the third day. But they did not understand this saying, and were afraid to ask him. Then he came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, what was it you disputed among yourselves on the road? But they kept silent, for on the road they had disputed among themselves who would be the greatest. And he sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, If anyone desires to be first, he shall be last of all, and servant of all. Then he took a little child and set him in the midst of them. And when he had taken him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever receives one of these little children in my name receives me. And whoever receives me, receives not me, but him who sent me. Here ends the second lesson. Continuing with the Benedictus on page 14. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, reform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham, that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. Give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, 
and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord God, who seest that we put not our trust in anything that we do, mercifully grant that by thy power we may defend it against all adversity, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, send us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who hast safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Good morning. Today, although I'm not Father Hayden, I'll try to link together all three of our readings. The common thread is that as we get ready for Lent in the last four days before Lent, our readings focus on who Christ is and why he came. In, except for the Sunday mornings, our New Testament reading for every morning in pre-Lent is from the Gospel of Mark. Almost two weeks ago, we joined Mark in the sixth chapter, and we'll finish on Shroth Tuesday in the tenth chapter. In the first week and a half of pre-Lent, we read about Jesus at the tail end of his Galilean ministry. But for the last week of pre-Lent, there's been a subtle shift. New Testament scholars mark Wednesday's reading from this week as being the beginning of the second and the final part of Mark's Gospel. Why? As Luke tells us at a similar turning point in his Gospel, Jesus steadfastly set his face to go to Jerusalem. The second half of Mark's Gospel is about Jesus' path towards his crucifixion and resurrection. The turning point is when the true nature of Jesus Christ and his purpose are revealed to his followers. On Wednesday, Peter confessed that Jesus was the Christ, and the Greek Christos, equivalent to the Aramaic word Messiah, or Anointed One. 
but more concretely on Wednesday and then again this morning, Jesus predicts his death and resurrection to the disciples. The earlier passage said that he began to teach them, but it paraphrases what he said. Peter being Peter tried to rebuke Jesus, which brought the famous reproach, get behind me, Satan. And today, Jesus taught his disciples, the son of man is being betrayed into the hands of man, and they will kill him. And after he is killed, he will rise the third day. But Mark tells, his, tells us that the disciples did not understand the saying and were afraid to ask him. Next, I go to our psalm, which was written before Jesus' earthly ministry, but is prominently quoted after the resurrection. In Psalm 16, David is, as he often does, giving thanks to God for all that he has promised David and the people of Israel. King David specifically talks about how God has counseled and instructed him. We don't normally think of David as a prophet, but Peter explicitly calls him one in the most important sermon of Peter's life at the first Pentecost when Christ's church was established. In Acts 2, Peter first quotes from verses 8 to 11 of today's psalm, predicting that God will save his people. I foresaw the law, Lord always before my face, for he is at my right hand that I not be, may not be shaken. Therefore my heart rejoiced and my tongue was glad. Moreover, my flesh will also rest in hope. For you will not leave my soul in Hades, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You have made known to me the ways of life. You will make me full of joy in your presence. Then Peter called David a prophet because, uh, as Peter said, because in Psalm 16, David predicted that God would send a Christ and that Christ would be resurrected. This brings me to the Old Testament, and specifically the discussion of Melchizedek, an important figure that is only mentioned four times in the Bible. Here, Psalm 110, and in two chapters of the letter to the Hebrews. He truly is a cryptic figure, and thus, figure, and thus has been the source of much speculation over the past 2,500 years or so. As one commentator said, the interpretive imagination devoted to Melchizedek in extra-biblical sources stands in inverse proportion to the sparsity of data found in the Bible about him. It would be possible to do an entire meditation on Melchizedek, but not this year. Instead, I just want to highlight why Melchizedek has given, been given so much attention by Christian theologians. It all ties back to the three divinely instituted offices for the leader of the Israelites in the Old Testament. The prophet who speaks the word of God to the people of God, the priest who intercedes with and makes sacrifices to God on behalf of the people of God, and the king who rules over the people of God. Verse 18 of the Old Testament says, Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God Most High. Most believe that Salem refers to Jerusalem. Jerusalem. But after introducing Melchizedek as a priest and king, Melchizedek then begins to prophesy about how Abram is blessed by the Most High God and how God has delivered Abram from his enemies. So Melchizedek is the only figure of the Old Testament who is simultaneously prophet, priest, and king. More than a thousand years later, in Psalm 110, 
David prophesies that God will send a savior who will rule over God's people and will be a priest forever, according to the order of Melchizedek. Of course, David is talking about Jesus. This morning, Jesus explained how he will both make the sacrifice and be the sacrifice, the one that permanently atones for the sins of the whole world. And we know that from throughout the old, early part of the New Testament that many thought Jesus was a prophet because he clearly spoke the word of God. And throughout the rest of the New Testament that, as predicted in Psalm 110, Jesus will reign as a heavenly king forever at the right hand of God the Father. Thus, unlike Melchizedek, Jesus is the eternal prophet, priest, and king for all the people of the world. We now return to page 18 of the Book of Common Prayer. O God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men, that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are anyways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or estate. that it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities, giving patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Together the general thanksgiving. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we thine unworthy servants do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we show forth thy praise, not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to thy service by walking before thee in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, to whom with thee and the Holy Ghost be all honor and glory, world without end. Amen. Almighty God, who has given thine only Son to be unto us both a sacrifice for sin and also an example of godly life, give us grace that we may always most thankfully receive that his inestimable benefit and also daily endeavor ourselves to follow the blessed steps of his most holy life, through the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. 
Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for coming. Thank you to Britt and Carl for making this morning's worship possible. Hope you have a great weekend. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks, Joel. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Have a good day, everybody. Bye. Say bye, bye. to Bishop. Bye, Luke.